Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Celebration Church. It's so great that you have joined us this morning. Um, If you are new with us, I just want to say a huge welcome from wherever you're watching. Um, We're so glad that you've joined us. And for our regular church family, we love you. Hope that you are doing well and loving life. Um, We are continuing this series that we've just started, Love in Lockdown. Ooh, L-O-V-E, love. Yeah, I see you groove it. <laughs> um, so we are going to continue with that theme today. Um, my wonderful husband spoke last week on when isolation becomes intimacy, all about how in this season, um, it might seem a bit isolating, but it's the most perfect, beautiful opportunity for you to fall more in love with the Father, more in love with Jesus, um, which was amazing, amazing. You can go back onto our podcast or our website to re-listen to that if you missed it. Um, and today I am talking about when Christians are kind. So that whole idea of us as a church, us as the Celebration Church family, um, loving others in this lockdown. So not just about us, you know, hiding ourselves away and falling more in love with Jesus, but that that love that we get from him causes us to love others and causes us to be kind and be a light um, that we're called to be in Jesus' name. So why don't I just pray for us um, and then we'll get started. So Father God, I thank you so much for who you are. I thank you that in this season, you are still good. You are still God. You are still King. um, And we honor you and we welcome you into this service. And we just ask for you to have your way. Um, Father, I pray that you open up people's hearts, that you open up their ears and their spirits to hear you more than anything else in Jesus name. Amen. So when Christians are kind, um, it's a bit of a funny title because it also can imply that Christians cannot be kind. Um, I have had the privilege of growing up in church my whole life um, and I have experienced some unkind Christians. I know, shock, horror. Um, But this whole idea, church, of when we have the opportunity to love like how God loves and to love with this supernatural overwhelming love. That is who we're called to be. The church should be known for how kind she is, for how loving she is. When somebody down the street in your workplace, in your neighborhood, in your schools, hears that you go to church, the first way that they should describe it is, oh, that church is kind, that church is loving, that church is accepting, that church is, you know, welcoming. And I just want to encourage us this morning when we think about who we are as a church family, even during lockdown, even during pandemics, you know, who we are as a church, who we are as a church family shouldn't change. It shouldn't become diluted to a lesser version. We should still be the kindest, most loving church that That is how people describe us and not for our own benefit, not so that we feel pumped up and amazing and great about ourselves, but because genuinely that's who we're called to be in the kingdom of God. Um, So we're going to look at a few points of what happens when we are kind and when we love, especially in this lockdown season. So number one, who we follow. So your love should reveal who you're following. And it says in John 13, verse 34 and 35 in the Passion Translation, this is Jesus talking to his disciples and it's, 
um, just before Judas has betrayed him um, and he's, he's there talking to his disciples, which is such a cool thought that he gives this commandment literally just before Judas comes and betrays him. Um, so it says, I give you a new commandment, love each other just as I, as much as I have loved you. For when you demonstrate that same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know that you are my true followers. So the first point is that our love shows who we follow. Our love shows who we follow. And I want to challenge you. Do people know that you love him? Not by the words you say, not by if you are, you know, saying, oh, I went to church on the weekend or I went to youth or, you know, my, I joined in with one of my connect Zooms. Um, not by your words, but by your actions. I love that Jesus says, this is how people will know that you are my followers by your love for each other. What a powerful, powerful statement. And um, I want to share this story that I don't know whether you guys have had these, um, I guess, encounters with other people. When you meet someone and you're like, there's just this underlying vibe that they're a Christian, like, and not in a negative way, not in like a, you know, ooh, those people are Christians, but in like a genuine, like, you can just sense their spirit, you can sense their love. And we had the awesome opportunity of going um, to Bethel a couple of years ago, and we were there for a conference. And it was on the last night we were there and went out for dinner at a place called Olive Garden, oh, delicious. Um, apparently the best breadsticks, I don't eat bread gluten-free, but apparently the best breadsticks in like, all of the universe. Um, it's an Italian restaurant. And we went there and it was Benara and myself and um, Ange and James were there and Hales. We got the amazing opportunity to all go together. And we were there sitting there just ordering our dinner and our waiter was coming over and he just had that vibe. Yeah, like he just had that vibe of he was so lovely. He was really welcoming. He was really warm. Just his atmosphere, kind of the spirit. And we were sitting there and none of us kind of said anything. And, you know, you kind of do that awkward like, I don't know, do it like, did he say something? Um, and he was serving us and he was being very attentive. And then he stopped and he said, oh, I don't want to be like awkward or make you guys feel uncomfortable, but I just felt like God um, put a word on my heart for you. And it was to Beniah. And it was like that moment of like, oh, we knew it. Like we knew you were a Christian because of the way that you were looking after us, the atmosphere that you were carrying. And then he shared this like incredibly accurate word about Beniah. And then he kind of walked away and then came back and then did it for the, all the rest of us. Um, and it was just, it was a cool example of, he wasn't there saying, prayers be to Jesus as I serve your dinner. Um, it wasn't like this obvious, like, let me pray for your meal as I bless you. Like it was just the way that he carried himself. And it was such a cool example of this verse. Like people will know that you're my followers. People will know who you follow by the way that you live, by the way that you love, by your kindness. Um, and I wanna just, I guess, challenge us, the way that we drive our cars, the way that we choose a car park, the way that we are you know, gracious towards people that might be a little slow in the supermarket, is the way that we are loving, is the way that we are living um, an example that we are his followers. It's such a cool challenge for us. Number two, um, who we are. So our love and our kindness to be a kind church should be an example of who we are. And it says it in 1 John verse 4, um, ver sorry, 1 John 4 verse 11. It says, Beloved, 
If God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. And a bit further down in verse 19 it says, We love because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. His love and the kindness of his love should define who we are. And it says it here really plainly and clearly in 1 John. You know, we can't love if we haven't experienced his love, but then experiencing his love is almost like a catalyst of you love. And I love that it says we first know how to love because he loved us. His love is the thing that should define who you are. It's just, I mean, it sounds a little bit silly, but even like encouraging us to be kind is like a little bit ridiculous. Let's be real church because I just feel like it's, it's genuine walk with God. Like it's your genuine relationship with God. When you know how loved you are first, which is what this verse is saying, he loved us first so that we can experience that love and get that love as our identity. It becomes who we are so that then we can't help but love. We can't help but be moved by compassion, be moved by kindness. Um, and I love that. I love that thought of it's inseparable, that whole idea of it, it is who we are. So when the church is kind is the title of today's message. It should just be who we are. It should just be part of it because this verse says it so beautifully. We cannot know love and not love ourselves. Um, and a silly example of this, uh, maybe not a silly example, but I even remember like when Benara and myself were first dating, um, it's like this, I don't know, it's like this thing when you start dating someone, Benara and I to begin with, we weren't like head over heels for each other, like our love story is a little bit unusual. Um, we, he asked me on a date to begin with, we were really good friends, I really respected him um, as a man of God and you know, who he was as an individual. And he asked me on a date and it was kind of this idea of, yeah, maybe like, we'll see how we go type thing. We both were gonna pull out and not go on a date at all. Um, but then, you know, we got encouraged by other people like Benaiah's dad and my sister were the ones that were like, yes, you've said yes, go on a date. And to begin with, it's like, yeah, like, you know, we were just kind of seeing how it goes. But the more that I was around him, the more that I got to know him, the more that I got to experience even his love for me, it starts to become part of who you are. And it's almost like that thing of, I can't not love you. Well, I mean, I could not love you back, but like the, our story was like, my love for you was being fostered and being nurtured by his love for me. And it's, I guess it's kind of like how it is with God is it's like when he loves us so beautifully, when he forgives us, when he heals us, it's like that same love that we receive, especially because his love is perfect love, can be so easily then given because you realize how much it's affected you and how much it's healed you, that to give it back to the community, to give it back to your family, to give it back to your workmates, it's just such a beautiful um, thing to be able to do. So his love, is our love and the way that we love, it's who we are. Number three, who we cover, a kind church, my gosh, who we cover. And I love this verse so much because I think one of the most heartbreaking things is when I hear 
things like, oh, Christians are judgy. Oh, you know, there's all there's so much judgment. Or, oh, I could never walk into church because the roof will cave in because of how bad I am. Um, those comments just break my heart because I think that's so not who we're called to be as a church. That's so not who we're called to be in the kingdom. And this verse is so contradictory, I feel like, to what people believe and to what people assume um, with Christians. But it says in 1 Peter verse 4, uh, 1 Peter 4, 8, um, and this is in the Passion Translation. It says, above all, this is so cool, this like version of it, constantly echo God's intense love for one another. For love will be a canopy over a multitude of sins. What a stunning verse. Constantly echo God's intense love. Not like, yeah, you're okay. You're not doing too shabby. His intense love. We are supposed to echo. We are supposed to replicate. We are supposed to be an example of intense love to the point where it says love will be a canopy over a multitude of sin. Another version says love covers a multitude of sin. My gosh, church, a kind church that covers, that welcomes anyone and everyone. And I'm talking anyone and everyone in Celebration Church we're arms wide open, baby. Like come as messy, as dirty, as sinful, as grotty, as, you know, un, I don't know, I was going to say as messy, I've already said as messy, but just come in your best, come in your worst. Like I want us to be a church. I want us to be a people that has this as such a, um, like a plaque over our, over our church, over our household that says you can come in. And we can cover, we can cover your shame. We can cover your guilt. We can, we can just absolutely surround you with God's intense love. Um, and it's not to say that we, you know, it's not to say that you can't change or that, you know, you are just going to stay that same way in your brokenness. A hundred percent, God will still bring healing. He'll still bring wholeness. He'll still bring you on the path of righteousness and, you know, into the right standing with him. But ultimately, love covers. And I love that verse. I love that that is the example of a kind church. Not that I'm going to walk in and the roof is going to cave in, but I'm going to walk in and be so embraced and loved and overwhelmed that it covers. It covers my sin. It covers my shame. It covers my guilt. That is the part of church that I want to be involved in. And even think about it now in lockdown, in this weird season that we're in, we are called to be a kind church that doesn't point the finger, that doesn't wave at people and go, no, 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 naughty, um, but that actually covers and embraces. And then that's the moment of healing. And I've experienced this in my own life. I remember going through a season where I felt like I made the biggest mistakes in my life. I was a mess and Ange was living in Sanctuary Point at the time. And I remember this one night specifically, Ange is my sister, my beautiful sister, my big sister. Um, and I remember one night, it was after youth, I had just been at South Campus. I remember coming home to her and just like that messy, ugly, couldn't talk, couldn't stand, couldn't like, I was just on her couch, just sobbing, just being like, I've made all these mistakes and I stuff and I did this and, 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 and like, you know, when you have just those moments and all Angie did was she just, she just cuddled me. She just held me. She just embraced me. She didn't go, well, 
yeah, you shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have really done that. That was really dumb. Like I even thought, whoa, Charlotte, like that's like, she didn't do that. She loved, she cuddled, she embraced, she held me. She spoke truth over me. And that moment of just being, feeling like, and I don't know whether you felt like this, but just feeling that moment of when everything should be pointing its finger at me, when everything should be condemning me, she's loving. And that moment of healing, that moment of just that safety, that's totally what we're supposed to be as a, as a church. Um, and this is my little example. Um, if someone fell in, I don't know why this would happen, but let's just go with the story. Um, so you're out fishing in Alaska, you know, as you do in like the wild open wilderness. Um, and you're fishing and you're there, you're catching a fish. <laughs> and then it's like, whoa, 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 getting a bit rocky. My footing is like not so great. And you fall in and it's like, oh my gosh, sub-zero temperatures, icy freezing water, whoever you're with in the boat pulls you out. You've made a mistake, yeah? Your footing hasn't been right. You've been struggling with something, the fish. Um, you've been struggling with something and you've, you've tripped up, you've you know, tripped over your fishing line or you've stumbled over your tackle box and you've fallen in. The people in the boat are gonna pull you up out of the water. I guarantee you, church, the first thing that they're gonna do, they're not gonna rip your clothes off and be like, oh my goodness, let's just remove all of these wet garments. They're not gonna be like, um, let's just leave you soaking in the water for a while. They're not gonna be like pulling you out and then being like, where's the fish gone? You lost your fish. Guaranteed, they're going to cover you. <laughs> they are going to cover you with a nice, warm emergency blanket, <laughs> which we so conveniently had on call. And they are going to hold you and they are going to get their body warmth around you. <laughs> so that they can get your body temperature back up to normal. And this is what we're supposed to be as a church. A kind church is an emergency blanket. This is like so crackly. But this is actually so good. A kind church is an emergency blanket for the wet, for the people that have fallen into the cold water. We're not there to strip clothes off and to shame and to guilt and to say, where's your fish? They already know what they've done wrong and guaranteed people already know what they've been doing wrong. They don't need to be shamed and like pointed at. But as a church, we can provide the warmth of God's love with an emergency blanket. I'm actually or like getting hot. <laughs> this thing works. Anyway, so that is point number three. <laughs> so who we cover as a kind church who are you covering or are you doing the gossipy christian thing oh, i just feel like we really need to pray for beatrice because i just heard that she's been you know that's not covering okay yes pray for people in need but let's not use it as like a gossipy of let's just name and shame um, what beatrice is doing wrong Get your emergency blanket and cover her because I guarantee Beatrice already knows what she's doing wrong. So when we are a when Christians are kind, it reflects who we follow. Number one, our love reveals who we're following, that we're Jesus' disciples. When Christians are kind, it is who we are. 
that whole verse about we are loving because he first loved us. It should be part of our DNA as a Christian. When Christians are kind, who are we covering? Who are we covering with that emergency blanket to love them, to support them with God's intense love? And the last point is when Christians are kind, who are we reaching? Um, our love should be defining of everything that we do. And this verse is, again, is just so like, um, I get convicted reading it. It's 1 Corinthians 16, 14, and it says, let love and kindness be the motivation behind all that you do. And this is Paul when he's signing off, it's like the end of his letter, and he leaves the Corinthians with this incredible encouragement but also challenge let love and kindness be the motivation so not the sneaky not the what can i get what can i gain how does this help me but love and kindness is the motivation behind everything that you do um and that then is affecting who you're reaching and there's so many testimonies that i think I could share of you know things that I've seen and how it's affected people. What's been done to me? Like I remember, you know, there's been times when you, I've paid for people's coffees or I've gone. Well, I've, not me personally, but with Jenny, we'd go through. Jenny was my um, wonderful connect leader, um, but we'd go through Macca's drive-through and we'd pay for the car behind us. And to the point where I remember one time I was only still in youth. I was I don't know maybe 14, 15. And we did this and Jenny was like, let's pay for the car behind us. And I was like, okay, cool, let's do that. Um, and then we had to wait at the bay when you like are getting your food. The lady literally got out of her car and was like waving money at Jenny, being like, I don't want you to pay for me. Like, take it, like take my money. Like, don't, like, I don't know why you did that. And she was so confused by Jenny's kindness. She was so confused by her love that actually in that moment, I mean, it was awkward because Jenny's like, I just wanted to bless you. Um, but in that moment, she could actually explain, look, you know, we're Christians. We believe in being kind. We believe in being generous. To the point where the lady was like, what church do you go to? Like, that's so unusual. Like, no one's ever done anything like this for me before. Um, so things like that, other people, you know, for they've been blessings to me, you know, they've paid for, I had one person, um, I've had a bad back recently, um, joys of having a giant toddler that I'm carrying around, Benaya, no, joking. <laughs> I'm just joking, um, but um, my back's been out for a while and I went to the osteo, um, I go to an incredible osteo in Nara. And when I went to pay, the lady was like, oh, someone already just came in and paid for your appointment. This was a couple of weeks ago. I literally like stood there teary being like, what? Like osteos are not, ex but they are expensive. Osteos are not cheap. And also I don't have health insurance. So I was like, someone paid? Like, and I was blown away by the kindness and the love of someone else, someone incredible in my life, um, went out of their way to do that for me. And I was so amazed. And I'm like, this is what we're called to be when Christians are kind. Those moments where you, you know, we rocked up to our house the other day, being grocery shopping, we came back and there was this beautiful bunch of flowers on my front door. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. Um, but those moments where it's like, you do something outside of yourself, not because you want to be known, not because you want to be big noted, but because that's who we're called to be as a church. When Christians are kind, it causes us to reach people. And maybe even, you know, you're sitting there thinking, oh, people have never done that for me. I've never, you know, I've never received anything. Honestly, if you're feeling like that, you go out and do it for somebody else. 
And the feeling of doing it for somebody else is sometimes better than the actual feeling of receiving it. That gift of giving, that gift of loving, that gift of being the answered prayer, of being the miracle for someone else is such a good feeling for you and the Holy Spirit as a team um, because you're working your kingdom magic in Jesus' name. So coming to a close, when Christians are kind, it reveals who we follow, it reveals who we are, it reveals who we're covering and it reveals who we reach. And I just think it is the most beautiful opportunity in this season for our kindness to be so extra, to be so amplified, to be so above and beyond. Um, there's really no excuses. I think being in lockdown, it just means that you have to be more creative by the way that you, you know, share your kindness and share your love with others. So we have a challenge. For everybody in our church, this is what we are going to do this week. And this makes me so excited because when we start to do these things, I feel like the testimonies come back in. It just fuels like your joy and you're just like, yes, it's so good. Um, so as a church, it's going to come up on the screen. Every single person this week, I mean, I'm not going to force you. Like I'm not at your house being like you must do it. But at the same time, I'm saying you must do it. Um, we are going to give say and pray. So we are going to apply this. We are going to be actionaries, Christians that are kind this week. Number one, you're going to give something to somebody. I don't care who it is. I don't care what it is. I don't care how expensive it is. You're going to choose someone to give something to. You could give a coffee. You could give a bunch of flowers. You could give, I don't know, a cake. You could give a Grazing box from Libby Poulton. <laughs> you could give something. Choose someone, choose a family, choose a couple, choose whoever to physically give something to. That's the first thing. The second thing this week is choose someone to say something to, an encouragement. So whether that is in written form, write them a letter, leave it in their mailbox, whether that is a text, whether that is a call, um, physically calling somebody, emails, I don't know, we do emails, email if you want, um, but say something, say something that lifes somebody, speak something that is encouragement, that is truth, that is kingdom, that is God, that is reminding them of who they're called to be. And then the third one is pray. And you don't even just have to choose someone uh, with all of them. You don't have to do one person. I'm saying choose one person. You don't have to do it. You can be like, I'm doing 500 gifts for people this week. Do that. Um, so the last one is to pray specifically. So get one person, get a couple of people, get a family, get your connect leader, get your next door neighbor, get whoever and pray for them and pray for them consistently this week, pray for them specifically this week. And I just wanna encourage you all with all of those three things, with the give, with the say, and with the pray, take a moment to sit with the Holy Spirit and ask his wisdom. Ask who he, need, who he knows needs encouragement this week. Ask who he knows needs a little bit of extra love and a little bit of extra kindness, kindness this week. Because I think this, is so supernatural that this can see so much breakthrough in people's lives 
where there is a moment of them going, oh, I just so needed that. I so needed that word. I so needed that little gift. I so needed that just little pick me up um, to get me through the next season. So that is like so cool. I'm really, really excited. And then if you want to send through testimonies, send through photos on our social medias, let's celebrate, not to big note ourselves, but just to like fuel that fire of testimony and encouragement within each other that you know that you're not the only one doing it. But as a church, we're going to do this with the sole purpose of when we love and we love others with God's love, it has the amazing ability to see breakthrough and healing and provision and abundance um, like we've never seen before. Amen. So why don't you spend a couple of minutes, spend a couple of moments with your family, with your connect, whoever you're with at the moment or via Zoom, um, and just, I guess, share your thoughts about number one, when have you experienced the kindness of somebody else? When was the first time, well, not the first time, but when is a time where you can say, I experienced that kindness and that love of that person and it really meant something to me. Um, and number two, I guess maybe you can share as well when you've been that for somebody else, when you got a word of knowledge or when you got an, an inkling to be like, oh, I should send that person a letter and how that impacted that person. And then the last thing is just to spend a couple of moments thinking and praying over those three areas, give, say and pray of what you're going to do this week to be kind to be a kind Christian in Jesus name. I'll just quickly pray for us as we sign off. Father God, I thank you so much that your love is the thing that needs to fuel and empower us. God, I thank you that we love because you first loved us. Your amazing, supernatural, generous, kind love is the first thing that we um, encountered that would overwhelm us, God. And I thank you that with this love, we can love others. And I pray, Holy Spirit, as we go out in our week, as we go out as Celebration Church, that we would just be so encouraged um, as we love others, as we're kind Christians, as we reach out, that it will be such a testimony of you, that it will be such a testimony of your goodness. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will give us people this week that really need it, really need that encouragement, um, and that it will cause breakthrough and supernatural um, outpourings of your presence and of your love in their lives god we ask for this to be a moment of of action with our church family that in this season god we can be your church of kindness and of love and of your light god um, and we thank you god that you are with us we thank you god that you are working alongside of us and we just adore you and love you in jesus name all right church love you guys so much have so much fun this week um let us know how you go um but be kind christians in jesus name Bye. we hope you were encouraged by today's message if you would like to know more about our church please go to celebrationchurch.com.au